the KC Corner episode 87. It's a good number, Brooksy. It is a good number. You were doing our pregame prayer just a minute ago, and you go, man, it's just thank you for the good weather. It's a 87? And I was like, it's like 66 outside. Yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, episode 87. So exciting. <laughs> and the year I graduated, uh, listen, in 87, graduated college and got married. Wow. That's a darn good year that right a, there. That is a darn good year. That was awesome. So, <laughs> Way yeah, back when. Way back when. <laughs> You know, it's funny when they ask you like uh, nowadays for your birth date and it's one of those things online, the digital that you have to like uh, click back until the year you were born. It's, it's like a big scroll. Oh my gosh. Big scroll. I was, I was like, no way. Not, it can't be that many years <laughs> that are zipping by, you know. And, you know, uh, recently um, I was at, boy, I don't know this is, recently I was at ABC Liquor. And, nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I was just evangelizing people uh-huh, there yeah. and doing things mm-hmm, like that. For sure. And someone said that uh, it was easy to card nowadays because... If if anybody has a nineteen uh, whatever, oh, yeah. then then they're of age. I yeah. thought that can't be right. Mm-hmm. You know that twenty twenty one. Don't listen to this. Whoever's making fake IDs, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to make them hey, now. Apparently, I hope someone who's making fake IDs listening to us. <laughs> Jesus loves you. Give up your deeds. Come on, man. Follow the light. Oh goodness gracious. We're already off the rails. Well, we're two minutes. An, in. It's an unbelievable. <laughs> It's so true. We can jump in. I don't the, even know if we were ever on the rails. No, actually. no. It just never left, got off the tracks or anything. Um, but last Sunday, God's provision of a Passover lamb. Wow. Continuing on through your sermon series. So, Brooksy, I hope you're loving uh, a little peek in the oh, book yeah. of Exodus. Oh, yeah. The Old Testament know? adventures. You know, and it's, it's uh, some amazing things. And, you know, there's so much... I usually, as you know, say what I meant to say, mm-hmm. and I think the reality is, again on Sunday, I had it had a lot to say, mm-hmm. and there and was, you nailed it all. You didn't mean to say. <laughs> I just, I mean, it is so crystal clear, Brooks. I mean, I don't know. If I, didn't miss a, I didn't miss a point, man. I'm telling you, but I think what I would love to do this morning is what I really uh, was blown away uh, in my study. Uh, you know what? What? What about Sunday that? really hit me as I went back to prepare for it. And one of it is, uh, is, is the faith of the people. I mean, just here, God is going to deliver on his promise. He's going to rescue his people. He's going to do it with an outstretched arm, uh, in a, just a mighty acts and judgment. I mean, I love the fact when you dig down into this closely, Brooks, and you see what is happening, how God is showing his power over creation, how he's showing his power over the gods of Egypt. It's absolutely incredible. I love how he makes a distinction between his people and Goshen and the Egyptians and the last six plagues. But here's what I want to say. At the very end, when he makes a provision for the safety of the firstborn son and the death of a Passover lamb... I was really struck with how much faith they had to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to obey God. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I mean, and and what you have here is such an incredible, clear picture of a substitute atonement. You know, that that there's a substitute sacrifice that's going to happen. That, that although we deserve to die, uh, they deserve to die. Uh, not just the Egyptians, but uh, God is going to come. The destroyer is coming. But God says, I, I'm going to provide for you a substitute, and it's going to be a lamb. And, you know, you, first of all, I was, I was thinking, you know, God didn't need to have blood on the doors to distinguish his people. He knew who his people were. And that was clear because the last six plagues, he 
he had it, you know, he didn't let the darkness come to them. He, mm-hmm. he kind of separated them and they didn't have the difficulties that the Egyptians had. But now he's like, no, I want to see the blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so first of all, it was such a clear depiction of, wow, I mean, a substitute atonement. This is really God's pattern. You know, uh, when it comes to standing uh, up to God's justice, um, everything <laughs> deserves to die. I mean, mm-hmm. no, nothing is, is worthy. Um, but it was this. It was the faith of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that had to be a lot of faith. Okay. Uh, God's going to ask us to take a, a year old spotless lamb and uh, make sure that we have enough for everybody. And he's going to want to see the blood on the door and the lentil. Uh, let's uh, lentil. Let's let's make sure that we uh, we do this in faith. And that was that was. And I love the fact that that's captured in Scripture way in the book of Hebrews. So much later, it's going to talk about by faith they did this. Mm-hmm. By faith, Moses and the people did this. And so it, it, it shows the beauty of the story. Listen, for Christianity and the story of the Bible to work, there's a holy, just God, and there has to be a sacrifice for sin. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but he provides, he's the one who provides the Passover uh, ultimately. And then how it points to Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. just incredible. Mm-hmm. The specifics blew me away of just the necessity of the lamb, the quality of the lamb and the blood of the lamb and what was re- required of them, like you were saying. Yeah. You know, even in the necessity of lamb, why, why that? Why there have to be blood? You know, mm-hmm. without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And, you know, what, what about the quality? Can we just bring something, anything? Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't mention it, but Cain and Abel, you know, early on in Genesis, uh, when they bring a sacrifice to God, Abel brought the, uh, the lamb. He, he, brought, he brought the blood of a sacrifice. But it says that Cain just brought something. You know, mm-hmm. just it's kind of like, man, what do I have, you know, what do I have that I don't really want, yeah. what, you know, uh, and uh, it wasn't acceptable to God. So, yeah, it's it's uh, that spotless lamb. And then, golly, just how, how God has provided for us is and it's incredible. Unbelievable story. I love going through Exodus and all these uh, tackling big chunks of scripture like this and going through a whole story. Yeah, and it's uh, and God has been gracious. And I think I might have mentioned last week, um, but it's it's, again, my biggest challenge is, when you don't preach the entire book and you're looking at themes, it's where do you start and stop? I mean, you know, the story is so good. It's like, can you imagine going to a movie and you're like, okay, the movie is this long, but I'm only going to show you this amount. And I really want you to understand the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, which, what, what do you edit? I mean, what do you not say? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's my challenge. And you <laughs> see, I don't know if how well I'm doing because each week we're reading a long portion of scripture. Uh, <laughs> But it's such a cool story. And you got some tough to pronounce Old Testament names that you have oh to go goodness. through sometimes yeah. too. Well, the great thing is no one knows how they're pronounced. And yeah. so I could, you know, as long just as you just kind of mumble it, over them. Yeah, you just mumble over them. You say it real confidently. And every once in a while, someone says, Is that how you pronounce it? I'm like, I have no idea. You know? <laughs> and so uh, I wasn't there. I never heard it. Yeah. It's um, so true. So looking ahead to next week, continuing on with your sermon series. Well, you know, we're going to start looking uh, now that God has delivered his people. It's going to be more about the journey. And it's how God provides for the people during the journey, uh, the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And I, I, I think if uh, modern day Christians put themselves in their sandals, but I'm bummed. <laughs> I think that the, the feeling of wandering, the feeling of being in a desert, probably can come true to all of us at different times Mm -hmm. but god provides and he provides bread and water i mean everything that we need 
to get home. He's provided for us. And, you know, they had, you, you think about, <laughs> you think about what they had. I mean, they had a daily provision of bread called manna, which means what is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, when they get to a place that the water wasn't any good, there's this weird, like, hey, why don't we just like throw a tree in there and see if it sweetens <laughs> it up, you know? And, uh, um, and God provides water. I mean, they kept grumbling, like, hey, there's nothing to eat. There's nothing to drink. And um, God provides. And we're going to see that the bread really just pointed to the ultimate bread of life, Jesus. And the, the water is really the, the incredible water of, of, of the, the living water that comes from Christ. So, yeah, looking forward to it. it this is more about journey and, and, and what do we need for the journey and how God provides. I remember reading these stories in school uh, back back when and the Israelites just messing up at every corner and every turn, yeah, just, yeah. just doing the wrong thing, worshiping yeah. the wrong thing, trying <laughs> yeah. to keep manna overnight. Like yeah, yeah. They, just, they, they just were knuckleheads. They were knuckleheads. <laughs> and you know, they, they continually wanted to walk by a, a sight instead of by faith. Mm-hmm. And you know, they continually questioned God, like, uh, I'm not sure there's going to be there in the morning, so I better store it up and hoard it today. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's, but Brooks, you know, it's, it's interesting, as you know, my custom is to try to read through scripture every year. And the more I read it, the more I realize, oh man, I would have done the same thing. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I'm, it's, You're there's knuckleheads like me. in the mirror reading the story. Exactly. It's <laughs> knuckleheads like me. And I think I mentioned uh, a while ago to some people that it's, it's interesting reading scripture and reading the story now and, and repenting. And it's, it's like, I know I wasn't there, but oh God, forgive me. Cause I'm sure I would have been the one of the guys out there collecting, you know, and, uh, <laughs> Oh no, God help me to be more, you know, walk by faith. And so, and I think that that's what scripture does. I mean, scripture is supposed to, empowered by the spirit, reveal to us our knuckleheadedness mm-hmm. and uh, our need for the savior. You know, we're going to get to the point where we're going to look at the law. We're going to look at how God gave us a law uh, and what does that mean? And that's going to be so good. And God gave us a rock and what does that mean? Um, yeah, that's a whole nother story. I'm getting ahead of myself now. So. <laughs> getting excited. Good, good stuff, Brooks. <laughs> good stuff, my man. All right, we can go on to Reason for God if you're ready. Uh, yeah. Hey, Reason for God, another fantastic uh, And we're uh, chugging chapter. along two weeks in a row. Wow, look at us. We're almost <laughs> done. discipline, exactly. <laughs> you a few know, chapters left. Um, this is going to talk about the true story of the cross and um, how... How in the world at the center of Christianity there is a rugged Roman cross? And, uh, you know, how um, how that cross is, you know, how, how in the middle of the story, this is what God is going to use to show he loves us and mm-hmm. to show he rescues us. And how the liberals want to say, oh, man, we don't need to deal with that bloody cross anymore. Isn't this, isn't this like God's child abuse and... How could God require a sacrifice like this? And don't we need to just follow his teachings? And I thought it was really interesting the way it started too, Brooks, about that that quote from Gandhi uh, of, you know, hey, I could accept Jesus as a martyr and an embodiment of sacrifice and a divine teacher. His death uh, on the cross was a great example to the world, but that there was anything like a mysterious or miraculous virtue in it, my heart could not accept. And, you know, here's one of the greatest religious leaders, moral leaders, and that's what he was. He was a moral leader trying to find salvation on his own. He was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a very moral, kind man, um, but he missed salvation, and he mm-hmm. missed the understanding of what the cross was was all about. And, you know, you take away the centrality of the cross, um, and you take away the gospel. You take away, because God is holy, and God mm-hmm. is just. 
And I love how Keller talks about in God is loving. You take away the cross and, and you don't have a God who suffers and you don't have a God who who uh, understands. And, you know, the most loving God is going to remove uh, anything that, that separates us from him. And, and our God has done it through the cross. Mm-hmm. And I liked how much they talked about forgiveness, too, and someone who wronged you and just holding a grudge. Like, really, you're hurting yourself when you're sure. holding a grudge. Yeah. Um, and they, Philip Yancey talked about it a couple episodes ago in the KC small groups. But um, just holding a grudge inside of you just eats you up, and it feels like you're dying inside. You know, and the interesting thing about that, Brooks, is you, you think that, you know, you think it's empowering. I'm going to mm-hmm. hold the grudge because if I let go, somehow I'm letting go an injustice or somehow mm-hmm. I'm letting something go. So the power I have is the power to hold on to a grudge. And you realize what that's doing to you. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's just eating you up. And that's this, you know, yeah, I, I recently had something happen in my life where um, I, I saw a picture of somebody who I felt wronged me and you know, it was immediately a reaction. It was just mm-hmm. like, wow, that wasn't a very Christ-like reaction. And I, I thought I was beyond something and clearly I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, um, but yeah, that power of the cross. And even as a pastor, you know, the number of times, especially when people want to join the church and you want to under- see if they understand the gospel and you ask them, tell me about your faith. And it's oftentimes people can talk about their faith without the cross. I'm amazed, you know, like, hey, you know, I believe and, mm-hmm. you know, believe is important, but we we have to realize the only way that we could ever stand before God is there was that cross mm-hmm. and, and there there was a substitute. It's like that Passover lamb that we preached on Sunday, you know, there, uh, God has got to see the blood and, and Passover, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, um, and here's the ultimate Passover lamb on the cross. So, uh, you take it, take it away, and uh, um, yeah. And even talking about forgiveness too, it talked about confrontation. Of it can be a loving matter. You have to kind of forgive yourself internally first, and you can go to it graciously and temperate and wise, and not just with anger, like confrontating, you know, yelling at them or anything like that. That's you true. wronged me. Yeah, that's uh, that is so good. And you know, it's interesting to me that the cross is, you know, sometimes in Christianity. Um, liberals or others want to take it away and say, hey, we don't need it or whatever. And then I, I always find it interesting symbol, even in pop culture, you mm-hmm. know, of of, uh, of how many people want to have wear the cross or mm-hmm. have it, you know, either the eye black uh, before a football game or, or something. And, and sadly, um, what breaks my heart, that tragedy in Las Vegas where that football player um, receiver out of Alabama, mm-hmm. I can't remember Henry his name. Ruggs. Yeah, Ruggs. Um, the one picture I that was kind of burned in my brain that they showed of him is he was in his football uniform but didn't have his helmet on and you know dangling off of his ear was was a cross and mm-hmm. and uh, so there was something in his life that that meant enough that hey I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this and it, to me I'm playing football I'm gonna have a dangling thing <laughs> up my ear of like oh this seems a little dangerous you yeah. know it's uh, I mean if you tune into the World Series every player has big old chain most it, of them have a big cross it, on it yeah. Too. And you wonder if that's like trying to be a good luck charm, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, they certainly miss the meaning there. But uh, but what a sad story that is, you know, mm-hmm. loss of life. And uh, and I hope he knows the story of the cross because mm-hmm. he's going to need the story of forgiveness as well. And, and yeah, without it, without it, the story crumbles. Mm-hmm. So it's good stuff. It is good stuff. KC updates. 
Hey, how about Sunday, bro? Great turnout. First Great of day. all, you know, I, I uh, we, we got to post a picture. We got a most fantastic picture. It's one of those pictures you didn't realize you had until after you had it. I wish we could say, uh, my wife Katie took a picture of Brooks throwing a baseball uh, at a dunk tank with uh, Pastor Jake's in the dunk tank. <laughs> and the first one was high and, and pretty close, but mm-hmm. I was ragging on him for being a uh, uh, pitching coach and mm-hmm. missing it. And the next one, man, uh, it was bullseye, brother. (laughs) Hit his spot, as he says. And uh, uh, there I am going into the tank. And uh, Amy put that on a little loop for us. And when she did it, she just kept laughing because there (laughs) there I go over and over again following the tank. So so nice throw. Thank Uh, you. I appreciate it. My own son, uh, I thought, you know, hey, he's a a pitcher as well. And Mm -hmm. get him up there. And he didn't even come close. He He was a little wild that that day. A little wild. You know what? He blamed it on the weight of the balls. Oh, yeah, those balls were Mm -hmm. like, whatever. Yeah, always got excuses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what a great event. It was great. And to see our neighborhood, um, the neighborhood in which God has placed us, really come out. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, I would would love to, Brooks... um, read something to you so mm-hmm. um while you're pulling that up i'll i'll filibuster and be uh the best costume i saw was a kid i don't know his name a great baby yoda costume he looked very cute and it was very funny but there are a lot of good costumes out they there really the were. Fest. they did a great job and listen i loved uh, our volunteers and i i was so uh thrilled with what we had and so um i want to i want to just wrap up uh unless you have more no, uh, no. And on um sunday or yeah and sunday our fall fest I got this text, and it says this, and I got permission to share. Hi again, Jeff. I just wanted to drop you a note to thank you for the wonderful Fall Festival on Sunday. It was so fun for kids and adults alike. Uh, now, this lady is an elderly gentleman, She and her daughter, Megan, has fostered two kids. She says, Megan, uh, Megan's little foster girls had a ball. They were so happy, and being blessed with perfect weather was the icing on the cake. But more than all that was the feeling of warmth and belonging we felt. Great pastor and great people made us feel a part of something very special. In all my years of going to church, I never felt the sense of peace and belonging I felt on Sunday. It's the first time I've ever felt that way. Thank you so much for your kindness and acceptance. I felt the presence of Jesus. What a great feeling. Amazing. Wow. I mean, mean, it's like, oh my goodness. That's everything you pray for is what that would be. And I pray that many people felt the presence of Jesus. A lot of people said, hey, we want to come try it out. So that that will be fantastic. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And now in the life of a church, it's kind of like, uh, okay, that one's done. Check. Uh, <laughs> let's celebrate it for just a moment. But Advent is right around the corner. It so is. we're, we're uh, quickly putting our sights on um, in the next big calendar event. And that's celebrating the birth of Christ. And um, in, in a way that really includes our community, a way that blesses our community with how we give and a way that it, it promotes the truth. And as I'm sure people have heard, we're going to have our Christmas Eve service is going to be at Lake Brantley High School, which the last time I was there, you were coaching a baseball game. And we uh, were losing by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to mention that. And, uh, um, but, you know, that what, what a great opportunity that is. And we're, we're really trying to say... Um, Hey, how do we celebrate this? Now, if you're out there listening, let me let me tell you from the perspective of the pastor, which is difficult. I know everybody's schedule's busy. And I know that that it's almost like you add one or two things. It's like people get to overload. Mm-hmm. But how do you do it? So so what what do you do? Do you do do you minimize the celebration because you know people are busy, or you just say, Hey, this is Christmas time. We're, we want to do something special 
every Sunday. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this will be our focus because we're going to focus on Jesus and we're going to do a couple of special things. So come and join us. Um, and we, we hope that our, not only our church family, but our community will. Sounds good. I think Sounds that's a wrap. Good, Brooksy. I think that's a wrap, man. I could tell by the look on your face. Uh, <laughs> you're, 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 uh, you've had enough, so it was good. Another good week. It was a great week. We'll see you guys Sunday. <laughs>